What were you about to say? I just wanted to make sure you were recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm definitely recording. I, I hit those record buttons pretty quick. Are you? Wait, is that? That's not hot coffee in a red solo cup, is it? No, that's cold brew. Oh, all right. I didn't know you uh, actually drink cold brew coffee. Yeah, I do. Actually, I went to down the block. Mom and uh, I had uh, breakfast this morning. And, oh, uh, nice. you know, downtown. And then down the block from the the little cafe, country cafe there, there's a little, um, oh, what do they call it? Like a coffee shop. So they had cold brew. So I got, uh, it's really good too. It's not concentrate, but it's really good. Huh. I've done cold brew where you actually uh, grind the beans, you put it into, I can't remember, a French press. That's what it is. And you, yes. you throw it in a refrigerator and you let it sit for a day or two. And then you get, you know, you squeeze out all the the loose beans and then you're left with coffee flavored water. I've done that before. But what I do is I take, you know, about a shot's worth of that cold brew coffee, put it in a cup and then put water on top. And then I throw it in the microwave for like a minute and 10 seconds or something. And I, I still drink it hot. Oh no, I, I drink it cold. I like it cold. See, I'm weird, I guess, because everybody likes the taste of cold coffee and I love coffee, but I cannot do it cold. Oh, it's, it's actually pretty good. It's very smooth. It's no bitter taste or anything to it, which is pretty good because I've gone to a lot of coffee shops in the area, like uh, downtown Des Moines and stuff like that. And um, there are coffee shops that have cold brew, but it's still got a little bit of a bitter taste to it. Mm -hmm. And this is very smooth. So. Yeah. The more you know, I guess. I, I don't know. For whatever reason, like uh, coffee flavored ice cream, coffee flavored. If it's cold and tastes like coffee, it's going to be a hard pass for me. Okay. Yeah. Different, different strokes for different folks. <laughs> um, so you know what, actually I, going off the show notes, we had a different icebreaker, but I like, I think ice breaking cold brew coffee is just fine. So we'll go ahead and play that intro music or not technical difficulties. <laughs> Welcome back to episode number 13 of the Pandemic Guitar Podcast. As always, I'm here. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tim. And on the other microphone is the guy that has all the knowledge, my dad, and the other host of Pandemic Guitar Podcast. That is Rick. How you doing, everybody? Glad to be here. Uh, unfortunately, Amanda couldn't be here this episode. Uh, she's feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully she feels better soon and she'll be back on the next episode. That's what we're hoping for anyway. Yep. I hope so. So nobody likes to feel sick and under the weather. So I, I feel bad because here we are. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of that going around lately. Everybody, uh, everybody where I work is, uh, well, some of the people have been getting sick and yep. I've been, uh, knock wood, I've been, uh, staying away from it. So I've been doing pretty good. Yeah. Luckily everybody in my office is, I mean, we're, we're all in and one big gigantic office, uh, you know, like a cubicle farm, but luckily we're spread out enough that nobody's, uh, you know, nobody's sitting right on top of another person. And yeah, you hear the sniffles and the coughs all day long and you're just like trying to protect yourself from it. I'm like, I don't want to get sick. Yeah, I know. I don't blame you getting, I just don't like feeling under the weather. I mean, it's just, you just, you're unproductive. You don't get anything done. You just don't, you just don't feel good, but you have to relax and rest and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, Drink plenty of liquids, you know. 
Yep. So, but you would you would almost think that I was sick because uh, you know I've been working my rear off uh, and trying to get a bunch of stuff done, and I went to bed last night. And uh, I just said to myself, I'm turning off my alarms and I'm sleeping in. I'm going to get as much sleep as I possibly can. And uh, must have worked because I feel good. I feel rejuvenated. Wow. Not me. I uh, I guess I went to bed probably around 10 o'clock and yeah. I woke up, I woke up at 5.30 and uh, I just have a, I just wake up every morning at 5.30. I don't know why. Sometimes I get, I go back to sleep, but other times I stay awake, you know, and I can't go back to sleep. So. That's the generation gap, I think, because I, I do not get up at 530 uh, unless by some miracle I'm just up. There's no way I'm getting up that early. True, true. But I, I like getting things done before daylight and, you know, at least I can start on stuff, you know? Yeah, no, it makes sense. I, um, I'm very fortunate now, now that I work closer to home, I literally roll out of bed, brush my teeth, start my car, let it warm up. And 15 minutes later, I'm out the door driving to work. Now I can't do that. I gotta, I gotta have a cup of coffee. I gotta relax a little bit, maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, and then out the door I go if I need be, but that's just the way I am, I guess. Yeah. I, I wish I was that way, but not going to happen anyway. Let's go ahead and get into, um, well, the show, I guess. Uh, I'm going to call it The Podcaster's Dozen, kind of a spinoff on The Baker's Dozen, which is, I believe, uh, 13. Correct. I hope I'm getting that right. You are. Otherwise, it's a silly name, doesn't make sense, and we just need to quit now. <laughs> so we did have somebody, and we know that person really well, uh, reach out to us on Instagram after, I believe it was the last episode, um, and, uh, it was when I was talking about how, or we were all talking about, I should say, uh, I, I cannot buy another guitar for a little under a year now because I bought the Mitchell and the wife said, all right, I don't want to, I don't, you can't even ask me for a year. True. And I'm like, you know how hard this is going to be. Right. But I'm going to try, I'm going to try real hard. So anyway, yep. uh, somebody reached out to us on, uh, Instagram and said, well, you can't buy a new guitar but what if you buy all the parts and put it together yourself and then he of course hashtagged loopholes which i absolutely love that was a great use of a hashtag and a loophole it is i like that too <laughs> unfortunately uh when i got that message i was laughing so hard uh the, the wife is like what's so funny and i told her and she just shook her head she's like yeah no that's no that does not work Oh, it works. It, it'll work for me. Yeah. I just gotta, I, I'll just go out and buy a set. Well, actually I don't have to buy the pickups. I just wind them. Right. I, I wind them myself. And, uh, then what I can do, I, I mean, I got the parts for, for the winding process and the wire and everything like that. So I just wind them myself and I just have to go out and buy a pick guard and, you know, a body and a neck and, you know, and go from there. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I really think that if I were to stumble upon a really good deal, like a deal that you just can't pass up, almost like the Mitchell, right. I, I think I, I I could probably I, I could probably figure out uh, a way to talk her into letting me get it. But I think her thing was is that I was just constantly like I was on Facebook Marketplace every day looking what's out there, trying to find a steal. I think she was just tired of it. She's like, here, okay, go buy one and shut up for a while. There you go. I like that. That's, so, is that is that a loophole? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, I do have, I did get that um, that uh, guitar rack 
that from yep. you and mom for Christmas. And I have yep. that in the living room and I have uh, four guitars on it. And every day when I sit down and I just tinker around a little bit, I make sure that every day I'm picking up, I'm playing with at least one or two and I'm alternating to say, I do play all of these. Yep. And uh, practice makes uh, perfect, as they say. Yes, it does. And, you know, I, I will say that I am kind of stuck in, in a rut again where I, I have a few licks that I really like the sound of. I really like toying around with and trying to play around and see how I can tweak it. Um, and last night I was playing around and it was like I actually was like, wow, I felt like I was progressing. Like when you can actually hit a nice little lick and not even look at your fingers, I was like, yeah. all right. Yep, that's, uh, what do they call that? Uh, a miracle. No, muscle memory. That's what it is, muscle mm. memory. Yeah, so well, I'm um, starting to get that. But, you know, anyway, I, I don't know. I just, uh, I like it. I enjoy it. I need to uh, find another lick or two or something to uh, sneak into the uh, catalog. I think that's the professional term for it. Yeah, I mean, um, you'll, you'll figure it out. I mean, it's just, uh, oh, you pick it up. You play a few things. It's and like I've been playing the uh, the acoustic guitar quite a bit. Right. So, oh, how's that turning out? Because I know you uh, were kind of playing around with it, trying to get change the setup or something. Yes, and I got the setup. Matter of fact, as of this morning, I got the setup really, really nice. Ooh. I mean, this uh, strings are like about um, I think they're about oh three thirty seconds off the fretboard, and which is really I got them really nice. Uh, no fret buzz, uh, no, uh, no, nothing on it really play. It does play nice. So big difference over when I first got it. Well, so, um, it, it just takes time. That's cool. I would never have thought that you could really make that much of a difference on acoustic just because the way they're built and everything like that. Um, but if oh. you made that kind of a difference on, uh, that Ibanez, I might have to bring over my fender and, and, uh, maybe see if we can get it cleaned up a little bit. Yes, no problem. Uh, I wish. Now, here, I, I've been doing some research, and I did find there is a manufacturer out there that does make an adjustable saddle, and I didn't know that. So <laughs> they have two screws on each side of the um, ivory or, or synthetic plastic uh, piece on the saddle there, and it will adjust either side of the uh, bridge up and down, the low E, the high E up and down. I would imagine that you would have to also put some sort of reinforcement bracing uh, inside the body. Well, there is this, this wood underneath the bridge. I mean, there's a, I mean, it just doesn't sit on top of the, the soundboard there. I don't know how that would work. To me, it's because, I mean, yes, there's wood underneath there, but, mm -hmm. you know, to, to make it stronger. Well, okay, here's the question. Are you actually gluing the base down like it is originally, and then you're putting the two adjustment studs in, or is the whole no. thing now held by just those two studs? Okay, well, the way it works is it the bridge, you got to remember, the bridge is that piece that is actually glued to the top of the acoustic guitar. Right. Then the white piece, which is the saddle. Okay. It's only a thin piece that holds the strings in the air. Mm-hmm. Okay, that has a set screw on each side. They also do, there is also a manufacturer that does make individual strings that have adjustments on it. So what it is, it's not the bridge, it's the actual saddle. 
Oh, so, and yep, and that's where I was getting confused. I was thinking you were talking about the entire wood piece that that gets glued onto the body, that whole thing. I thought that's what you were talking about. You're just talking right. about the piece of plastic or bone or whatever material it is that the strings actually sit on. That is correct. Yes, oh. there's and a man. There's a there's a um, a few manufacturers out there. One of them makes where the strings individually adjust up and down, like on a Stratocaster, the floating tremolo type mm-hmm. thing. And then there's also a manufacturer that makes something where the bone or the synthetic ivory, I'm going to call it, which is plastic, hard plastic, where they have um, two screws, one screw on each side, the low E and the high E, that allows each side to move up and down. That sort of impressed me because I didn't realize that that was a thing until I started doing some research about it and found out. Yeah, hey. that I would never have thought unless I happened to go into a store and see one on the shelf and be like, oh, well, that's weird. That's different. You know, would never right. have even thought to do the research to discover that. Well, you know what happens when you have an adjustable bridge, right? Um, you can adjust it. No, no, no. I mean, on an acoustic guitar, because you have an Ibanez in your closet there that the the bridge came off. Yeah, but the, okay, but the top. Right, it, it's separated from the top. Uh, of Is is like warped, like the, the yes. where the bridge sits, it is popped up. So now the top of that acoustic, and that's, it's actually still out in my garage. Ooh. Um, but yeah, that's, it's now kind of got a bubble. It's almost kind of like, um, uh, you know, those Gibson bodies that kind of like bubble up. Uh, like a Les Paul? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or um, 335? Yep, because I tried to glue it back in place, and right. I'm like, how the heck is this thing, how did this ever sit here? Because it there's that bubble there because the, the top of the acoustic has popped up. Now that saddle is the bridge. The bridge, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It won't sit flat. And so, okay. therefore, I can't get a solid bond, and as soon as you put pressure back on it, that glue just breaks. Right, because you got to get you first of all. You got to get the all the glue off there. All the old glue has got to come off. Right, which I did. I cleaned it up really right. well. Took forever too. Yeah, you're gonna have to take a um. You know the dental mirrors mm-hmm. that they have. They sell them for automobile too. And oh yeah. I have a I have a big one. It's probably about probably about four inches in size. Mm-hmm. Put it in the sound hole and put a and use a flashlight. Take a look at the bracing where the bridge is. I think you're gonna find out where the bracing is either come loose or something like that because it should not be bo- uh it should not have a bow in the in the top like that. Well, and I discovered that and my thought process was, well, we'll just take the top off and we'll see if we can't fix it and, you know, obviously I haven't done anything with it yet. Uh that's probably going to be a project that uh, is like the springtime summertime cuz it's right. cold out, you know. But you actually told me, "No, don't do that because the neck flip it over." and go in from the bottom or the backside of the acoustic. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Yeah, there's two ways of doing it. I mean, you can remove the neck. The neck is a little harder to remove. And the way the neck is removed is um, there's two things you need. And one of them is um, you need a, like, are you familiar with the dipsticks, that uh, the heating dipsticks you use for your car oil? No. You know, uh, I mean, I'm sure that I've seen them on, like, um, YouTube videos, um not working on acoustics, but I've seen people like remove Les Paul necks and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. And you can, you can do it a few different ways. They, they, they sell a thing that you can actually, it's a small, thin, it's almost the thickness of a, like a finishing nail and it's heated. 
and you can slide it between the body and the neck, the heel of the neck there, mm-hmm. and and heat up the glue. And then you can also put an iron on the fretboard above the soundboard. And of course, it can't be too hot, but you loosen up the glue and you can slide it out of there because the manufacturers usually use a dovetail type joint there. So you ha- it has to be slid out. Or you could do it the other way. You can, you can remove the back. Yeah, and I think that that's the way I'm going to do it is is remove the back and work um, from that side because never removing a neck like that before, uh, I'm almost guaranteed I'm going to personally ruin it. If I don't ruin it, I'll probably just get impatient and say, forget it. You can always send it my way. I can always fix it and send it back to you. <laughs> well, uh, if we're going to yeah. do that, though, uh, I'll probably have to spend some time uh, over there with you because I... I do want to learn how to do it. Yeah. I mean, to be perfectly honest with you, I never removed the neck on a, an acoustic before, but I have removed the neck on, um, you know, like Les Pauls and uh, SGs and stuff like that. I've also fixed a lot of headstock brakes too. Right. Um, and that's another thing with the, uh, with that type of uh, angle of the neck. So uh, angle of the headstock. We found on, uh, on the lines one time, a um, Les Paul with a broken headstock or is broken right at the the neck headstock and it was right. super cheap and i was yep. like hey look at this and you're like yeah but that's that's a pretty intensive repair it is well it depends okay if it's if the neck is split yes it is yeah uh if it's just a headstock it's still it has to be you have to go in and you have to um put the put it back on and then what i do is i i'd have to make up a jig I had one, I don't know where it went, Sure, but for my router, and I have to cut two slices in the back of the neck, and then you put two wooden dolls, oak or, or mahogany back in there, and then sand it all down, glue it and sand it all down, and finish it, and then after it's done, you can't even, well, when I get done with it, you can't even tell that there was a break there. You'll see the different wood, you'll see the different, like the biscuits there, the different uh, grain in the wood, sure. but you won't, uh, I mean, you won't be able to notice it. Right. But, but it's fixed, you know, it's, yes. it's kind of a cool thing. This is what interests me about it so much is a lot of people, I shouldn't say a lot of people, I'm, I'm sure that if it's a more expensive high end guitar, people are going to figure out a way to fix it, or they're going to realize that it still has value, even though it's broken, right? Somebody's right. going to pay for it. Somebody's going to fix it. But what I like, cause I, I, Obviously, my my bank account says you really like lower uh, or more affordable guitars. What I see is people, they'll break it or or it just doesn't play right or whatever. Well, it's not a financial, a hard financial hit for them, so they'll just throw it away. They'll either right. throw it in the garbage or they'll throw it on whatever online resale site for dirt cheap. And right. so being able to work on guitars and fix them that's really cool to me you know because like i said if i can find somebody who's you know i don't know maybe maybe the pickups there's no sound coming out of uh this um squire strat so they're just going to throw it away because it's broken it's not worth fixing right well yeah if you know how to oh that's an easy fix we can just buy new pickups or we can just buy a whole new pick guard swap it out voila you've got a perfectly fine instrument i think that's cool yeah usually the in those situations the pickups don't usually go it's the the jack they uh, the jack loosens up and mm-hmm. then 
the wires get pulled and twisted and people try to tighten it up and don't have the right tools or something like that. So, and of course they, um, damage the, some of the wiring inside. I shouldn't say damage it, but they move the wiring inside, which then breaks it or, or like what I had with the project guitar there, you know, it's like they, all they did was just, they didn't know how to solder. So we just, uh, we just taken wire and just wrap the wire around the post. Right. And just for everybody's knowledge, the, um, the project guitar has now been named Pappy Van Project. Pappy Van Project. That, that's its name. Pappy Van Project. Okay. What is, how did that come about? I don't know. Just popped in my head. I'm like, that, that works. Okay, cool. So let's talk a little bit about some changes in the recent past, um, since I think basically the beginning of January, we've lost too many people in the music world. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's pretty bad. I, uh, bad year, I guess, for musicians. And we're not even through the first month. That's true. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, I can, we can just name four of them off the top of our well, heads, but. Well, three of them, one of them is more just known in the music world because of their relation to other people. That's true. That's true. Yeah. You know, but you know, there's a lot of, there's a, uh, think about this is even though those people are famous and stuff, there's a lot of people that uh, are in the music industry that really never make the fame. They may, uh, gig in bars and, uh, small venues and stuff like that. And, you know, they, they're gone too, you know, I mean, it, it just, uh, it means a lot to keeping the music industry going and stuff like that. And I don't mean the, I don't mean the, the entire mu music industry. I'm just talking about, you know, playing guitar and, you know, the musicians basically is what I'm talking about. And that's a valid point too, because yeah, if you've got these super famous people, they're almost always going to make the headlines. Anytime somebody super famous, well-known uh, passes away. Yep. Absolutely. They're going to hit the uh, headlines, but yeah, there are a lot of great musicians out there that don't have that fame, you know, right. Instead of playing a venue of 5,000 plus, maybe their venue is 300 people. True. True. But you know what? It brings up another, uh, uh interesting fact is, is that if you look at all the, like to give you an example, all the musicians that are famous that have passed away, their siblings, son, daughter, whatever, mm -hmm. either never really made it or they made it for a little bit and they dropped off the face of the earth. You don't hear from them anymore. I mean, a good, good one is, uh, I would think is like John Lennon. I mean, when he passed away, um, then all of a sudden you, you, uh, you seen his son come out and he came out with a few good songs or maybe two or three. I don't remember what, how many, and then all of a sudden you don't see him anymore, you know? Well, what about, really? um, Van Halen, Eddie Van Halen, you know, and, and his, his, yeah, Eddie Van Halen. And then, uh, his son, Wolfgang, Okay, like Wolfgang is like, to me, he's only now starting to gain, uh, popularity and a following right. for whatever reason. I mean, it, it could be wrong. I'm just saying from my perception, right. um, I feel like he's just starting to gain a following. Um, because for me, it's like, yes, I, remember listening to Van Halen, uh, you know, in the nineties and then I didn't, haven't listened to him forever. Now that's, I listen to Van Halen all the time. Yep. And so now yep. I'm starting to see his son come up, but at the same time, that is a hard shadow to get out of. Right. You mean the, the shoes are hard to fill. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. I mean, yeah, yeah, he's good. 
Right. But, but the thing is, is the thing is, is that what a lot of people uh, expect is, is that the cho- uh, the children will be of the same caliber as the, you know, the father or the mother or something like that. Yeah. And a lot of cases, it's not the way it is. It's they come up with their own styles and, and do different things, you know? Yeah. No, that's, so. that's a, that's true. Yeah. You almost expect, well, oh yeah, if you're the son of this famous person, I should be able to listen to your album and I shouldn't be able to tell the difference. Right. No way. It's going to be different. So some so. of these famous people, I'll, I'll say famous because they did hit the, the headlines. Um, and most people, if you're, if you're following the news or music, you probably already know these names, but these are names that I've heard of. I've heard of them all but I'm not really super familiar with a lot of their work. So I'm going to rely on you to tell me uh, some information about these people. Sound fair? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. Uh, what information I know. I mean, you yeah. know, I don't follow everybody, but. Okay. Um, so the first one that you reached out to me, and I think I heard this one about the same time that you did, but you're the, you reached out to me and you're like, did you hear about this? I'm like, yeah. Um, and that is uh, Jeff Beck. Yes. Unbelievable. Unbelievable guitarist. I think one of his really big hits, well, I mean, he goes back to the, uh, he goes back a long time when he uh, played, uh, I think he played with Eric Clapton, but uh, one of his things, one of his famous songs that I remember is We Ended As Lovers, and uh, that was a really good song. It's all instrumental, but the way he, the way he did it is just, uh, it's just great. I mean, you got to listen to it. Yeah, and I I remember, oh, I think, I can't remember which book it is because this is something that I've been trying to, I don't read a whole lot. I don't read as much as I, I should, um, but I'm trying right. to do a little bit more reading and I decided that I'm going to start reading uh, biographies, autobiographies. I want to learn more about musicians that uh, I grew up with and stuff like that. So I don't know which book it is. I can't remember off the top of my head, but... Uh, if I remember correctly, I saw his name uh, associated with the Yardbirds. Yep. Okay. That goes back. That goes back a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, That's, and I don't uh, even know if I've listened to any of the. I'm, I'm sure I've heard it, but I don't. I don't remember yeah, hearing any of their music. He go, uh, Jeff Beck goes back to the um, uh, the Eric Clapton, uh, Stevie Winwood. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other names off the top of my head, and of course, Mental Block. But oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's back in the 60s that they were, the Oddbirds were starting to gain fame. So one of the things that if I, again, we have so many conversations and we talk about so many things, sometimes um, sometimes the water gets a little muddy, uh, but was sure. he the guitarist that is really hard to replicate because he just, like, everything is with the with the whammy bar? Yes. Okay. Back along when he did the um, the song we ended as lovers, he used the Les Paul, I believe. I'm not 100 percent sure of that. Um, the Les Paul is depicted on the album cover, but uh, he might have used a Strat. But he later on he used the Strat just totally, and um, he used the whammy bar on the Strat all the time. And he was just he's just very extremely difficult to replicate any of his work. Yeah. And I actually, um, started trying to, after you said that I started looking online and I, I don't remember if I found one of him playing, but I did find a lot of people that were trying to do kind of like a, a pay tribute to Jeff Beck by trying to like play some of 
uh, his music and stuff. And I did see right. a lot of people. They're just like all like everything. It's like 100% using the whammy bar for everything. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool. Right. Yeah. I mean, he mastered it. I mean, he was, uh, he was the master at the whammy bar. The, I mean, just the stuff, the music that he created and the vibrato and the way he used it. It's just remarkable. Uh, so what, as we go through these, uh, yeah. I've got, a, I've, I've went out and I've tried to find a trivia question on each one just to have a okay. little fun. But do you know when Jeff Beck's last album was released? No, I do not. It was last year, July 15th, 2022. Uh, the album's name was 18. And mm -hmm. on that album, he did that album with another famous person that everybody knows. So I'm going to give you A, B, or C and see if you can figure out or guess which famous person was on this album. Why don't you tell me what A, B, and C is? Because I, I would pick D. A, Johnny Depp. B, okay. Willie Nelson. Or C, Mike Rowe. Okay, well, C is definitely out. That's, what? Uh... Mike Rowe... Is a I know he does. Classically trained opera singer. I, I understand that, but I I think that C would be definitely out, and All also right. B B would be out too. Really, you don't think Willie Nelson and Jeff Beck would do a, a collaboration? Uh, I don't know how that would work. I mean, <laughs> I don't know either. I mean, Trigger, which is Willie Nelson's guitar, may fall apart. <laughs> there's no whammy bar on trigger no, wh no whammy bar on there yeah all right um i would say it's a johnny depp because he did okay he did have a band with johnny depp oh see i didn't know that they had a band together i know that johnny depp uh has been seen a lot lately online playing music yes i think they i don't know if it was a if they were really considered a band but they played together quite a bit so i would say johnny depp would probably be the would be the answer there well using the process of elimination you uh -huh. are correct it was johnny depp okay ding one for me <laughs> ding. yeah where's my sound effect for that <laughs> uh let's move on to the next person now the next person i don't know anything about other than she is the daughter of a really famous musician singer from before my time yep so that is Lisa Marie Presley. Was she a musician at all? I mean, I, I have to imagine she at least sang. Yes, I think I think she was a, just a singer. I'm not 100% sure. I really don't know too much about her. I know that she did some, if you look online, she did some videos where she had some, uh, her father would sing and then she would sing. You know, they, it was sort of like a double, uh, you know, the duet. dubbed it. Yeah, I. I know she did stuff like that. I don't know if she played guitar. I don't know if she played an instrument or what have you. I did know. I do know she sings. That's all I know about it, really. Very, very little. Uh, let me ask you the trivia question first before okay, I, 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 I talk my point. So how many siblings does Lisa Marie Presley have? You can okay. choose between A, which is three siblings, B, which is two siblings, or th or C, zero siblings. Okay, so I believe she was in her fifties when she passed away. Okay, not sure the not sure the age. 50, Here, let me let me three? let me do some research on the fly on that one. 
she was 54 years old. Okay. I would say that C is probably out. I think A would be out. I think it would probably be two, which would be B. But that's just, um, uh, that's a guesstimate. So my answer is, my answer would be B, two. I would say. From Wikipedia, it says Lisa Marie Presley was an American singer and songwriter. She was the only child of singer and actor Elvis Presley and actress Priscilla Presley. Uh, I'm going to go with zero. Okay, well. But where I was going with my point is that when you have, um, you know, Elvis, who's the famous uh, singer, uh, songwriter, musician, and then uh, there's a child... And then I don't know if she got married and had children and so on and so forth, but it's almost kind of like those legacies, those legends over time slowly fade away as people pass. Right. I guess right. that's kind of where I was going with it. Okay. So what's the, what's the correct answer? Zero. Uh, the correct answer. We're going to go with uh, C zero. And okay, if we're so. completely wrong and you're listening to this and you are an Elvis Presley fan, whatever, and you know the real answer, I, mean, I guess go ahead and let us know. But uh, <laughs> just trying to have fun in conversation here. Okay. So let's move on to the next musician, uh, Robbie Bachman. Robbie Bachman, BTO. Yeah, that's where he was famous for, Bachman Turner Overdrive. Very, I, I, I really liked that while I was growing up. I really liked that band. He was the, uh, I believe he was the drummer, and uh, he um, he did a he created a, quite a few uh, songs with uh, with uh, Mr. Turner, and those songs went uh, uh, went to the top ten or top forty, I should say, in the United States. I don't in Canada it was top ten, I believe, or something like that, just off of memory. Yeah, I'm not familiar with Robbie Bachman at all. I've actually never had the name, and I had to kind of do a little bit of googling um, and. You know, it, it sounds like he had a heck of a yep. career. He was a drummer. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, the music is very good. I, I really, I really liked it. Uh, them and, uh, I really liked uh, also the other band I really liked was Boston too. Was he in so, Boston? No, he wasn't. But I'm just saying is, is that another band that I like oh. was Boston. I, <laughs> I just happened to listen to BTO and, um, Bachman Turner Overdrive and I, Boston were the two groups that I just got into for a while and. I guess maybe a year or two and then sort of got out of it. And, you know, it's, it's a phase, you know, you hear something, sure. you hear something, you, you like it and you're like, oh, okay, cool. Then you start playing the songs a little bit, start learning different things. And you say, ah, I'm going on to something else. So is this the, the Bachman Turner Overdrive BTO? This is the name of like the band that he played in? Yes. Yeah. BTO Bachman Turner Overdrive. Yeah. Bachman and Turner were the two people. And I don't know why it's called it Overdrive, but. Yeah, I don't know. He said, uh, when, uh, Bra uh, when Brave Belt, I assume. Wasn't that his original band? Oh, that wasn't that. So Brave Belt was, oh, all right. So uh, other members of Brave Belt were Chad Allen and Fred Turner right. in 1972. Uh, another Bachman brother, Tim, joined Brave Belt after right. the departure of Allen, whoever, A-L-L-A-N. Uh, when Brave Belt changed their name to Bachman Turner Overdrive BTO in 1973, Robbie was credited with designing the BTO right. gear logo. And I'm just going to, I'm just jumping into my favorite uh, music streaming platform here. And I'm just going to see if they have. Uh, 
Oh, they have to. Oh, they sure do. Yeah, I just typed in uh, B-A-C-H-M, and they popped right up on the top of my chart. So I'm yep. going to give that a listen. Oh, yeah, good stuff. You know, it's all over now, but it's uh, when they were when they were going strong, it was uh, they had some really good tunes out there. Yeah, I'm going to check them out. Okay. Uh, oh, I actually, I got a trivia question. Sure, go ahead. All right, so this one is, what year was Robbie Bachman born? A, 1953, B, 1956, or C, 1958? Well. That one's really tricky because they're so close together. Right. There's, uh, in 58, I'm just trying to think of how old he would be. I would have to say 58 and 56. Could be 56, but I want to say 53. I'm going to say 1A. So he was 69 years old uh, when he passed. Okay, so that would put him at 53. Yep, that's correct. 1953, uh, he was born in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Okay. Yeah, uh, Just I saw that, and I, I kind of chuckled to myself a little bit behind the scenes because there's so many famous people in um, in, in you know um, that America – Americans recognize the super famous people and we don't even realize they're all, they're all Canadian. Yeah. Either that or English. So overseas over the pond, as they say. Right. Yeah. So, but there's a lot of people, especially for me that I've like, Oh, this person's funny. This person's a great actor, actress. This person's a great musician. And then I find out they were all born in Canada. So I have decided that I am going to increase my weekly intake of syrup. There you go. And that's that's how I'm going to get better. Maple syrup, right? That's <laughs> yeah, I, And I'm going to watch more hockey. There you yep. go. And I, too, will become great and famous. There you go. I like that philosophy. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move on to our fourth and final unfortunate passing so far of this year. And that is David Crosby. Uh, everybody knows Crosby from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. That's correct. Uh, but he's also played in other bands. He has. And one of those bands uh, is, and this is one that he actually was part of forming. Okay. Right. It would either, and I'm just going to start with the trivia before we talk a little bit about it, uh, is A, Yardbirds, eh. B, okay. Birds, hmm. or C, The White Stripes. Well... I would go with I know I know it's not A, okay, because I know okay. I know the Yardbirds are Eric Clapton, uh, Jeff Beck, and Stevie Winwood, um, and a few others. I don't know anything about White Stripes, so but the Birds sound familiar, so I want to want to say B, the Birds. Yep, you are correct. It is the Birds. I hope it's Birds or it's B Y R D S. So it's Birds with the Y instead of an I, I guess. Okay. Um, the, the white stripes that is, um, Jack, white. Jack white. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. So yeah. So the, the white stripes is Jack white. Okay. White stripe. I should have. Yeah. For some reason between, uh, Jeff black, Jack white, like I just, yeah. Wait a second. I don't want to get him confused, but yeah. Uh, so I know that I've heard some Crosby stills and Nash, not a lot, oh, yeah. but I've heard some, a lot of good music. Very uh, influential in the uh, the music that they played and uh, uh, the gigs that they did, and uh, they just created a lot of stuff out there that was uh, that everybody liked. You know, he played an acoustic guitar a lot of times. Yeah, yeah. So 
So uh, who was it that I saw? Uh, Sticks. When I went to go see Sticks, yeah. uh, they had a couple songs where their guitarist came out and played acoustic guitar. I kind of liked that. Right. It was different. Uh, kind of instead of the loud, just in your face drums and everything, comes out and does an acoustic ballad. I liked. I liked that. Sure. Yeah. But you know, the the thing I guess um, is that there's. This is just four people that we're tracking, uh, famous people that that have inspired and influenced music and musicians for for many, many years that have recently passed. And it's kind of crazy. I kind of hope it just stops for a while. Yeah, I hope so, too. You get a lot of these guys uh, and maybe even gals, uh, you know, that that grew up in an error, uh, if the error, error, uh, grew up in a time. Where, you know, I don't know, I would, I want to say there weren't as many rules as there are today. True. So, um, yeah, I mean, they're, they're passing away in their fifties, sixties, seventies, and eighties. Yeah. They're not making it to a hundred like Betty White and, um, you know, uh, some of these others that are out there. That is true. Yeah. So hopefully we don't have to have half of an episode or better. Uh, talking or remembering some of the artists that have passed. Um, I, I think it's pretty important to do so when when uh, it unfortunately does happen. But uh, I would say what I'm going to do, uh, you know, just to kind of pay a little bit of uh, respect, I'm going to go out and, and listen to some of this music because it's stuff that I have either not heard before or stuff that I haven't heard, uh, heard in a long time. Yeah. So... Um, I'd encourage everybody to do the same, but make sure you do that after you listen to all 13 episodes of the pandemic guitar podcast. Sounds good. It's a good plug. (laughs) Yeah. No horrible plug. Uh, anyway, we got a few minutes left of this episode, so let's change the subject one more time. Uh, I just kind of wanted to talk about the last, uh, 10 episodes and kind of some of the struggles and things that we've, uh, kind of found and discovered over that time because we have a lot of great ideas, a lot of things that I think, at least I know I would want to do going forward. Okay. I know that when we, we, it took us a little bit longer to get this whole thing going and it's been kind of a learning curve, you know, making sure that we get, you know, all the, the uh, audio set up correctly and everything like that. And I think the biggest thing that happened audio wise is that we, I was, I was originally, using GarageBand. Yeah. And I went from GarageBand to Logic. Right. And Logic, I'll I just tell, tell you right now, I'm glad that you said jump into Logic because that is super awesome compared to GarageBand. Right. You know, so much more you can do, uh, super easy. Um, but there's a lot in there that also I look at and I see and I'm like, ooh, I don't even know what that is. Uh, right. You know, but quickly what we found out was that your kilohertz where you record could be different yeah so i think you were recording at like 48 and i was recording at 44.1 and you know amanda jumped on and now you're adding a third track to edit right we learned it took us a little bit to figure out but yeah all of a sudden you take all of your audio you bring it together and you're trying to chop it up and edit it and bring it down into uh you know about an hour-long episode and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, all of our tracks are just constantly getting out of alignment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that was the biggest headache that I had uh, during this whole process was just figuring out, oh, okay, we need to take a few minutes before we start 
and just make sure that we all have our settings set correctly. Right. Yeah. And the 41, the 44, 100, it just, the problem with that, it's, it's basically a, a CD type. It's made for creating CDs, things like that. Mm -hmm. Just not enough headroom in there. The 4,800 allows more headroom in the top of it. So you can process things a little bit easier and a lot better. So that was the way we, we decided to go. So, oh, here's what here, I, I almost don't even, I don't know if you've been paying attention. Okay. I almost don't even want to tell you. Uh-oh. You originally were on a different computer than what you are now. Yes. You were on a, I believe it was a 2011 Mac Mini. Yes. Which, I'm a Mac guy. Kudos to Mac for making your products just last forever. Yeah. And uh, it was time to upgrade that Mac Mini. And uh, you got a, 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 a MacBook Pro. Yep, I did. Same one I have. I love mine. Mm -hmm. um, it battery lasts forever. The the display quality is absolutely amazing. Um, super lightweight, super powerful. I haven't been able to find anything yet that I can throw at it that it even cares about. It just does. It's a it's a workhorse. Yep, just works. And I can travel with it. Yep. Just yesterday or the day before, or about a week ago, when this airs, Apple uh, just brought or introduced their brand new Mac minis. Okay. And they start out at $599. What? Yeah, it's either $599 or $699. Now, of course, that's their bottom of the line, low hard drive space, low memory. Right. Uh, but yeah, let me bring that up real quick. Are they allowing you to change out the drives? Or the... No, I can't imagine. The SSD cards? Because that's what I liked about mine. Uh, the low-end model for $599 right. has an 8 gig of memory and 256 gig internal ssd storage which is not it's okay yeah. it's okay it's you know but it's got the new m2 processor right uh if you bump to the next model that's still eight gig of memory with a 512 gig internal hard drive right that's 799 dollars. right not bad but now if you want to jump up to the next one where you get 16 gig of memory and 512 gig of storage okay Thirteen hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's getting up there. Don't get me wrong. You go from an eight-core CPU, ten-core GPU, right, to a ten-core CPU, sixteen-core GPU. So obviously, your your processor there is your workhorse. You got the sixteen gig of memory, but come on, only five hundred twelve gig of storage. Yeah, I I just wish they would go back to the where they allowed you to. Uh you know, upgrade the storage and upgrade the memory on it. Cause, uh, you know, here's, here's my thing with that is that when, when Mac was using the Intel chips, I think you could get away with that. I think the Intel chip is going to be a little bit more forgiving on the hardware that you put into the machine. Yeah. I just have that feeling that, that, that Apple silicone silicon is going to say, no, I will only accept this hard drive that is somehow digitally stamped from the manufacturer yeah i don't know i don't know what they're doing. this memory i i don't know it, it's brand new i don't know a whole lot about it but when i saw that they released the mac mini and they brought it back down closer to what that introductory price is supposed to be yeah i was like i don't know if i want to tell you yeah no i mean i'm glad so I know, I'm, you're, you're a fan of the mac mini yeah I, I like the mac mini but i like i purchased my mac mini for i think it was 450 450 I got it on sale. Yeah. 
Five hundred bucks. Five hundred yeah, bucks. Yeah, we bought our Mac Minis right around the same time. Right, and then what I did was I went from it only had eight gig of memory in it, and it had uh, mm-hmm. a 500, 550 gig hard drive in it, and I put a terabyte in there. It wasn't, I mean, terabyte SSD. I pulled that out, and I also put in uh, more memory, so I made it sixteen gigs, and it mm-hmm. worked flawlessly. For it worked amazing yeah. because i remember my mac mini i had it was starting to get really slow and sluggish and that's because the original hard drive was the the disc and platter right yeah but as soon as you throw a solid state in thing was like brand new i know yeah that, and that's what happened with me too it was i had the old uh, type of hard drive with the disc and platter and then the ss then i put the ssd in there and it just it flew after that and i Except for uh, um, Mac saying, up, oh, we're not going to upgrade you anymore, software-wise. It's still a good mm-hmm. machine. I still have it sitting over here, too. I haven't done anything with it. but Mine is sitting here somewhere close by. Uh, and what I, originally, I was going to make it a file server. Right. And I, I don't know. It's, it's only 500 gig. And, you know, I'm like, it, no, I'm not going to do that. And then I'm like, oh, well, wait a second. I needed to run... Um, windows server with uh, a sql server on top of it for a class that i'm taking i'm like oh that's got an intel chip in it i can um i can do a virtual machine install it and use that right nope won't work really i don't know why i just every time i tried to install it it would it would crash during the install and i so i took it and i just put it over here i think i'm just gonna rip the hard drive out of it and and uh you know bury it in the backyard yeah. Um, and then, yeah, we brought Amanda on, and that's been fun because Amanda, again, has uh, one of the older uh, family Mac laptops, and she just got upgraded because you got upgraded. Yeah. Um, I had a, well, actually, it was your MacBook Air. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was, uh, I think that was my, was it my 2019 or 2017? I can't remember. But, yeah, it, I, I, uh, I pawned that off to you, and you used it for a while, and then, uh, you upgraded and pawned it off to Amanda. So yeah, um, what I did was uh, when you gave it to me, it only had 256 gig hard drive in it, uh, SSD card. Oh, I bet you it was a 128. Oh, uh, it was yeah, it was 128. I knew it was it was small, and yeah, because it was you know that's the thing you know when you go in to buy a new computer, you're like looking at the price tag and you're like, I no, I'll pass. Yeah, and what I did, or, you know, I'll just get the the. Base model. The base model, yeah. And so what I did is I did some research on it because I did go out and they did have a um, a place you could put a card, a camera card in the side of it. So I yeah. got the, I think it was a 256 gig card. It was it was okay. I mean, it did the job. It was, uh, I was running out of room with apps on it. So what I did was I started doing some research and I found out that on that particular uh, model, MacBook Air, or that particular year, I could get a um, one terabyte drive for it and mm-hmm. replace the drive that was in there. And that's what I did. So I had to buy an adapter and I forgot what the, I forgot what the adapter, it was cheap compared to the, yeah. compared to I the, want to say that was one of the few years that you could actually replace the internal hardware yourself. Yeah. The, the hard drive was uh, just way too small. So I, I got, I got the one terabyte drive. And then um, when uh, I was looking at the MacBook pro, well, when you, when we were looking at it, I, I had a choice because, um, well, my MacBook mini was uh, no more upgrades on the MacBook. Mi- uh, I'm sorry, MacBook mini. There were no more upgrades on. 
the Mac Mini. Mac Mini. And yeah. the uh, the only thing I had was the Air. And I'm like, okay, well, I do a lot of stuff with uh, with my Mac and, you know, recording and stuff like that. <clears throat> so I um, decided that uh, I talked to mom and we just, I decided, decided to get a MacBook uh, Pro and purchased a MacBook Pro. And then I sent Amanda home with the um, MacBook Air that I had. So now she's got it and it'll last her a few more years before she has to get a new one. Yeah. And so we just got to get that computer set up for her uh, and, and then uh, she'll be uh, upgraded to the point where she can actually receive software updates and so on and so forth. Right. But that obviously is going to be after she feels better. But let me ask you about this because just recently I know that Best Buy is doing it. Right. And I assume Apple's going to do it too with the price of everything going up and, you know, so on and so forth. Um, now with the MacBooks, and I assume the Mac Pros and all the, I, I know for sure on the MacBooks. Now, instead of buying your computer, you can basically have a Mac and do the same thing that you've been doing with your iPhone for years. You just pay a monthly payment and two years or three years, whatever the terms are, you just trade in your MacBook and you get a new model. Right. Yeah, I know. What, what do you think about that? Because, I mean, it's like you've, you think about this here, just out of curiosity, let's just say it's 55 times 36 equals, now that's 1,980. So I imagine it's probably going to be about a competitive price. You know, maybe you save a dollar if you rent it. Sure. But what do you think about that? What's your thoughts? In my opinion, I don't like it. I know some of the guys at work do that with cell phones. They have a, they pay and every, was it 24 months? Every two years they get mm -hmm. a new phone. They get the latest and greatest. And I'm like, you know, but, but it's almost the same price if I buy it too. Because you trade in the phone, you get something for the phone when you trade it in. And then you get another, you buy a new one and you just pay it off, you know. So it's, it's almost the same. But I don't know. Yeah. I mean, here's my thing though. With my phone and my Apple Watch. I have an Apple Watch. Uh, I have the 6. Right. And I was like, hmm man, I, the eight's out now. And I was like, maybe I should upgrade. And I was looking at it and I'm like, there's not really that much of a difference between the six and the eight. I mean, I think it'll help me figure out when I'm about to menstruate, but that's about it. <laughs> okay. It, that's, I, I can't figure out what else there is in a difference. Yeah. With my phones for the longest time, I was a real big sucker for the oh yeah i'll just pay every month and in two years i can just upgrade right well now i've started to realize because i buy uh or my phone is the pro max with the not the highest amount of memory but the second highest right. so it's almost their flagship model basically right yep. that thing's gonna last me four years yep if something were to happen financially and you can't make a phone payment what happens yeah you lose the you lose the phone I mean, at, at best, they're going to shut you off or something. Right. And that's what my fear would be with renting a laptop for the rest of your life. Yeah. I'm not too crazy about it, but that's the way that everything is going, though. Right. You know? Well, and once they get you on uh, for 24 months, you're going to pay this much for your computer, this much for your phone, this much for your watch. And then they're going to bundle it with their car. And every three years, you just bring everything in and they give you it all new. If they ever do. Yeah, I know. I was I was thinking about the car when you just said it. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, electric cars, 
and electric guitars, one is not as cool as the other. That's true. So that's true. <laughs> you're you're not. I think I'll stay away from the electric cars. Yeah, I'm not. Um, I I just don't think they're developed yet enough. But that's only just my my personal opinion. Well, I think that they're making technology last longer than they used to, but I still don't think it's long enough. Like, I mean, uh, you know, you, you go out and I was talking to my buddy and I, I don't know if we've mentioned it before and I can cut this out later, but I was talking to him and he's like, they bought a new Hyundai or whatever. Right. And for the first two years, uh, they get this free app where they can remote start their car and do all this other stuff. And after that two years, now it's a monthly charge. Right. If you want to remote start your car, you will pay a monthly charge. Right. And I'm like, I'd go to Best Buy, have that ripped out and put in an aftermarket and start my car whenever the heck I want it. Why would why would I want to give a manufacturer that much control? Well, it's the same thing like anything else. Uh, they just want the maintenance. They want to hook you into the paying the monthly maintenance on it and well the monthly subscription you know everything is everything these days is sub, trying to go to subscription so and yeah. that's what they're that's what they're trying to do is everything goes subs, subscription and uh, you know you pay an arm and a leg for it and they say yeah. oh uh, you know i mean i'll give you i'll give you a, a thing i had a few i had two or three subscriptions on my on my mobile phone and um they first came out with it this was a few years ago they came out with the subscription model and um then I got things from these, from these, I think they were only, I, I, I want to say that it was only like two or three bucks a month, each one of them. Sure. It wasn't, it wasn't a lot. And what happened was, is, uh, I, I was like, okay. So I wrote the companies, an e I sent the companies an email and I said, Hey, I said, how many times are you going to come out with an update? And, oh, we're going to do this every month or we're going to do it every two months or every quarter. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, in that case, it's might be worth it. Well, after a year went by, I didn't get any updates and I just said, cancel the subscriptions. Right. You know, and that's, well, and they make it hard to cancel subscriptions too. Well, in the beginning, Apple did, but then they, I guess they fixed that all and now you can cancel it. No, Apple's good about it. But, you know, like for instance, you go to, um, planet workout, right. And you get a membership yeah. and the only way you can cancel that membership is to go into the original building where you created your membership okay and cancel it there that's the only way to cancel it well the problem is is like you 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 go and that building no longer exists yes <laughs> have fun yep canceling that membership yeah i know and then you've got you know like um you know these um podcast analytic sites uh-huh that they literally will just keep trying every two days. Oh, hey, uh, your your payment wasn't successful two days later. Oh, hey, your payment wasn't successful. Oh, hey. You so I'm like, hey, stop trying to get your payment. I'm not, not exactly happy with what I was getting for the price. I don't want to renew. Right. And it's just so much of a pain. Like, I, I, why I want to go in, I want to hit cancel and be done. Right. And you want to know something? I had a, um, trying to think of who I had, I did have a problem with that one time and I'm trying to think of the company. It was, uh, I think it was serious. Oh, they're notorious. Yeah. And I was told, uh, one of my friends told me that, uh, if you get it, cause I was going to get one and I still had the radio. Um, 
that if I got one, that's weird. Yeah, I was gonna say your camera just went out. Yeah, and so did all my all my hard drives just ejected. Uh oh, your audio's still coming through. Yeah, but that means I'm not recording except for the backup. Oh. funny because the entire show uh we kind of hinted around to technical difficulties and everything like that and uh what better way to end this show with yet another technical difficulty uh and uh that'll uh, then we're just gonna end it there uh you can reach us on uh via e or via email if you have any questions anything like that at uh, pandemic guitar at icloud.com or jump out to the old Instagrams and just look for our tag at pandemic guitar and uh, send us a message. Give us a like, a heart, whatever it is, a follow. And um, yeah, we'll go from there. I don't know if you can still hear me, Rick, but um, if not, I'll catch you here in a couple weeks. <laughs>